Even with the U.S. men's national team's lack of a permanent manager lurking in the background, there are plenty of real reasons to be excited about what's coming for the USMNT over the next week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we're going to dive into one of the biggest questions facing the USMNT ahead of the 2026 World Cup, and that is, who is going to join their core group of top players? On today's episode, we're going to talk about which spots are up for grabs on the USMNT's roster and run through the top contenders to fill them. So, without any further ado, let's get to it and talk soccer. All right, before we get into what spots are open and who might fill them, I want to talk about why this discussion is so important. So many of the USMNT's top players are either in their prime, think about Tyler Adams and Weston McKinney, or they haven't entered it yet, think about Gio Reyna and Yunus Musa. That means that many of those best players are probably going to be around this program for multiple cycles. Still, even with all of those players, maybe nine or ten of those key players, there still aren't enough obvious top guys to make up a 23 or a 26-man roster in any given window. So there's always some guesswork around the edges of the roster, and that certainly applies to the 23-man squad that BJ Callahan will lead for this Nations League window with a game against Mexico in the semifinals on Thursday and a potential final meeting against Canada on Sunday. So because there's always some guesswork to be done, at least some of our focus on each window heading into 2026 should shift to the question of who's going to join the core, right? Which players will step up and become high-level performers and genuinely fight for minutes alongside Pulisic and Reyna and Adams and McKenney and Musa and Dest and players like that. So ahead of these Nations League games, we want to take stock of the USMNT by going through each position to pick out the roster spots that someone's going to need to fill before 2026 and to identify the top contenders to actually do the filling. So let's start with the goalkeeper role. Up for grabs is the backup spots. At this point, it's very clear that Matt Turner is the guy for the U.S. men's national team, and he should be. He's a key player for this group. It took Greg Berhalter a while, probably too long, to hand Turner the reins, but he won't be relinquishing them anytime soon. He's got not a ton of first-team minutes at Arsenal, but he's been an above-average shot stopper for multiple clubs now and country as well. He's the guy. It's up to players like Gaga Slonina and Drake Callender and Ethan Horvath and Zach Steffen to fight for the spots behind him, or maybe, in Gagaslin in this case, to make a compelling push for that number one job, but that seems very unlikely. Now let's move to the center back spot. Everything, in my mind, is up for grabs here. The U.S. has a lot of center backs that you feel mostly okay about in Zimmerman and Robinson and Chris Richards and Tim Ream and CCV. They all have merit, right? But they all have weaknesses as well. Age or a lack of minutes at a high level, health concerns, passing ability, all of those things chink away at these players, and it makes it so there's not really an obvious center back number one on the depth chart. So until someone steps forward, and I think Chris Richards is the most obvious candidate to do that, we'll hopefully get a look at him in the Nations League against Mexico on Thursday. Until someone does that, every center back spot is up for grabs between now and 2026. Moving to the fullback spots, let's start at right back. So Gino Dest is pretty obviously the starter at this position, so that means that the roster spot that's up for grab in this role is the backup spot. And the same goes for left back with Jedi Robinson. It's his spot to lose for now. He's not a perfect left back, but I mean, he's a regular starter in the Premier League. 
did a lot of good things for Fulham this year. It's up to players like Joe Scally and Brian Reynolds and Kevin Paredes and Caleb Wiley between the right and left back spot to really make that role their own and to eventually challenge and really break into this core group of players. But right now, it's just Dest and Robinson that you can count on for the most part. And it's a lot of soup behind those players. Moving into midfield. In defensive midfield, the spot that's up for grabs that the U.S. needs to identify is an alternative for Tyler Adams. It's a backup. It's a different style of player. It's someone to cover for him when he's out injured, like he is in this Nations League window. It's really not clear who that player is, despite the fact that Johnny Cardoso got the call for this camp. It's not obvious that he is the best one here. I've got my eyes on Jack McGlynn and Aiden Morris as well as we trend towards 2026, but finding someone that can fill in for Adams and either do a similar job or can add a a twist to that role as someone like Jack McGlynn would do as a deep-lying playmaker, those are the kinds of questions that the U.S. needs to ask and answer as they march forward. Moving into central midfield, Weston McKennie, Eunice Musa, and De La Torre have probably the top three spots locked up in the number eight position. But after that, and you probably do need at least one other high-level number eight if you really want to enter a tournament feeling good about yourself. After that, it is up for grabs. I've got my eyes on George Mihaljevic and Eric Williamson when he's healthy to fill in behind those players. Still, the U.S. needs more depth in this role as they progress and progress through window after window. Let's climb a line higher up the field and look at the attacking midfield and wing positions. Really, there's three players that I feel good about in this position group. That's Gio Reyna, Christian Pulisic, and Tim Weah. Now, you can notice I didn't put Brendan Aronson in that category, even though he's kind of been looped in with those four for quite some time now as we ended the last World Cup cycle. I think, though, it's Reyna, Pulisic, and Weah who set the bar for this group of attacking midfielders and wingers. Reyna's got the close control in the frame. I think he's the most talented player in the pool. Uh, there are other concerns about him, but on talent, he is excellent. Polisic brings strong 1v1 ability, and, and Weah adds really good off-ball movement and versatility. Those are all good players, but after that, again, it's it's a little soupy. Is it Aronson, who only scored once for Leeds, and that goal was off of uh, a high press that he just pressed the goalkeeper and kind of got a fluky finish? He scored once in 2,000-plus minutes for Leeds this past year. Is it Taylor Booth, who's in this Nations League squad? Is it Alejandro Zendejas, who's in this squad as well and will be at the Gold Cup? Some of those players could seize an opportunity, either by performing really well with their clubs over the next year or two, or by showing out when they're in camp with the national team. I've got my eyes on this position very closely over the next couple of tournaments. The last spot that we've got to run through is the striker role, where still everything is up for grabs. There is not an obvious on their time with the national team merit, at least. There's not an obvious number one that said, I'm... I'm like so sure that it's going to be full on Balogun. I'm very confident in Balogun's ability. Talked about him on this show. Talked about him on Backheel.com before. I think he's going to have cemented the top spot in the striker depth chart by the end of this Nations League tournament. He's talented. 21, scored a bunch of goals in Liga. Has room to grow, certainly, but also has a very bright future as one of the top members of the U.S. men's national team. So again, we haven't seen him suit up for the U.S. yet, so he's not all the way in. At this point, but I, I've got his name in pencil. And after Balogun, there's still questions. You know, Ricardo Pepe is probably in this conversation, but he's not all the way there yet. And we haven't seen consistency from him at the club level. There's still room for some of these players to climb up the depth chart and claim a spot in the U.S.'s core group of players. So really at every role, there are question marks still for this U.S. team. There's room for them to grow. There's players that will have opportunities to climb. And we might see some of that starting in the Nations League against Mexico and maybe in the final against either Canada or Panama. We'll talk more about the U.S. men's national team over the next week here on the Backheel Show 
and over at Bacchial.com. I'm Joe Lowry. For now, we'll talk to you again real soon. 